All right, welcome to Locked On Warriors, everybody, your daily podcast on all things Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat reporter for the Bay Area News Group. Got a great show for you today. We're opening up the mailbag and I talk about Ben Simmons, uh, the Warriors plans for the mid-level exception and the roles of the two rookies. It's all coming up next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's just jump right into our mailbag here on a Friday. Got a great show for you today. We're going to talk Ben Simmons a little bit later. And I'll report to from the Warriors and Ben Simmons. But first, let's start with this question from Written D, who writes in, is it possible that since all of their preferred targets at the mid-level exception are unavailable now, the Warriors are holding on to theirs in case someone worth it is bought out? I know the chatters died down, but I could see the Warriors making a move for Kevin Love. Um, so I think at this point, the Warriors are not going to use this mid-level exception. You look at the finances of it all using that full mid-level exception to get them. It's, that's going to get them pretty close to that $400 million mark that Bob Myers said that he's not going to go over, right? Uh, that between $400 million in salary and luxury tap luxury taxes that, he basically he said, hey, if, if I spend $400 million on a roster with all of those things considered and we don't win the championship, I should be fired. And so Bob Myers is not showing a willingness to basically use that or to go above that $400 million threshold unless it's for some sort of all-in move that you know, all right, that is making us a legit finals contender, maybe even a legit finals favorite. And uh, there's just nobody out there right now at the middle of exception that is that sort of player. Now, I do think that somebody like Patty Mills or Nick Batum, I don't know that that makes them a finals favorite, but I think that moves the needle significantly enough that you would have done it. But with those guys off the board and no other real options out there, I mean, even Dennis Schroeder signed for the middle of exception with Boston. I just don't think he, like, for Boston, hey, Dennis Schroeder is your starting point guard now. But for Golden State, Schroeder's coming off the bench in a six-man role, a little redundant of Jordan Poole if you're really expecting another leap from Jordan Poole. We'll talk about him a little bit later on too, but um wasn't worth it for them i do think a guy like patty mills nick batum that could have been worth it for them uh at this point i don't see them using the mid-level exception if somebody's bought out before the trade deadline i could see them use, depending on the player i could see them using the taxpayer mid-level on that player but we see time and time again that those guys that are bought out yeah they could be big names like blake griffin maybe even a kevin love but you so rarely see those kinds of players move the needle as far as the championship is concerned, who ultimately wins the finals. Now, I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm not saying that the Warriors wouldn't do it. I'm just saying that the chances now are very slim that they use that mid-level exception at all, just based on the finances of it. I could disagree with it. I'm just telling you how it is. Um, LA Night Stalker writes in, will Damian Lee be on the roster next season and what happens to Michael Mulder? Uh, this is a good question. You look at how the roster lays out right now, I think Damian Lee has a really good chance at making the roster next year. I actually think he could start at some point. We'll talk about that later on in the show, too. But uh, based on his locker room relationships, not just with Steph. Everybody wants to make a big deal about the Steph relationship, uh, that he's his brother-in-law and things like that. But uh, just beyond that, he has got a great relationship with Clay, got a great relationship with Jamon Green, a great relationship with the younger guys, a guy like Juan Descano Anderson, who played with him in Santa Cruz for so long. And Steve Kerr has said time and time again, he relates more to Damian Lee than probably any other player on this roster because he felt like he was Damian Lee in his playing career, right? Just a, a three-point shooter, 
does what he does what he can when he's on the floor, uh, always staying ready. Damian Lee has a lot of fans in that locker room on that coaching staff. And you look at the the non-guaranteed contracts. It's Damian Lee, Michael Mulder, and Gary Payton II, who had his guarantee date pushed from uh, the middle of summer league, which was Wednesday, to the start or, or to training camp. So now he's got a chance to win out a job. I think th- they're going to have to waive one of those guys. I think Lee is safe. I think it comes down to Michael Mulder and Gary Payton. Do they want Mulder's three-point shooting and, and a little bit more versatility uh, as far as what position you want to play him at? Or would you prefer to have Gary Payton, who can handle the ball and obviously defend the point of attack at an elite level, but is a non-factor offensively? I think we're going to have that. I think that's going to be determined in training camp. And maybe there's somebody else that gets in the mix. But between those two, uh, between those three, I think Damian Lee is the safe one. Uh, Ryan writes in, do you think we will sign Isaiah Thomas? Um, no, I don't think that the Warriors are going to sign Isaiah Thomas. Um, uh, there's been recent reports that Isaiah Thomas could sign with the Lakers, that they're going to be interested. But as far as what the Warriors need, look, I know that Isaiah Thomas is a big name, that Warriors fans are going to look at him the way that they looked at Jeremy Lin. But there's a reason that these guys are out of the league. Injuries have been a big concern for those guys. They're not healthy. They haven't proven to be able to stay healthy. Yeah, you like some of that stuff that they could do out of pick and roll, but the Warriors don't run a ton of pick and roll either. So I don't really know what their role on Golden State's offense is going to be. Defensively, there's huge concerns with with a guy like Isaiah Thomas. Um, And unless he's an elite scorer the way that he was when he was in the MVP conversation a few years ago, he just gives too much up on that end, right? Uh, And I just don't know if the Warriors... The way that they're constructed now, and you figure they're going to have some minus defenders coming into the ball game quite often, a lot more than they did during the dynasty years. I just don't know that you can afford a guy like Isaiah Thomas to be on the floor all that much. Um, I don't know, so I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, all right, we are going to talk about this Ben Simmons stuff here in a moment. But first, hey guys, so there's a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Some of you may know that, and I personally have dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now, listen, I know this isn't life and death, and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. Uh, In the moment, it feels like a big deal, right? Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, during an interview, or a first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is a stronger and more effective form than most clinical antiperspirants, You simply apply it a night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. And if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you can check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Let's also talk about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here with Locked On Warriors opening up the mailbag. Uh, Going to talk about the roles for the rookies uh, that we expect them to have next season. But let's get to this next question from Verdict on Twitter. Who writes in? Ben Simmons seems constantly linked to us more than any other team at this point. Is there anything backing that up? Is the front office really split like reports suggest? Or just rumor mill stuff sparked by, by guys like Stephen A. Smith? Um, the Ben Simmons stuff is out there. Look at the reporting that's out there, people. And you have to ask yourself when you look at these reports, why is this coming out? Who is leaking this to who? Who has connections to what markets, what teams, what front offices? Um, all of this stuff, and this is a Daryl Morey special, by the way. All this stuff coming out of Philly is from Philly. The Warriors have not registered any interest in Ben Simmons. I think that for the right price, they could be, but that's talking about basically everybody in the NBA at that point. And what the what the Sixers would be asking for from the Warriors is just too much. This report that they're asking for, you know, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, future first rounders, all the young guys, all that stuff. It's too much to give up. It's too much to give up for a guy like Ben Simmons, who's a good player, but not an ideal fit. And look, if it was a guy like, I don't know, I'll just use Kevin Durant's name. If it was a guy like Kevin Durant, who you knew walks in and you're a title contender, yeah, just do it. Sell the farm, just do it. If you if it means winning one more championship, just do it. But with Ben Simmons, there's questionable fit. There's a lot of things, a lot of concerns that he would have on the Warriors. I think there is a price that the Warriors would have to do it for, right? If it's just like, I don't know, one of the young players or something like that, we could talk about that. But um, as far as the actual rumors, this is stuff coming out of Philly to drum up interest. It's not the only team that has been linked to Ben Simmons. Um, and so I just, I don't put that much stock into it. I, I, I've talked to people with the Warriors. They think that the pricing, uh, the, the asking price from Daryl Morey is just way too high and they don't anticipate him selling low at any point. Um, all right. Mid-level exception writes in, do you think that the Warriors would be willing to part with one of Jonathan Kamingo or James Wiseman in a trade for a Simmons or Pascal Siakam tier player? If so, who of Kaminga or Wiseman do you think that they try to hang on to? Or do you think that both are only on the table for all-in trade scenarios like Bradley Beal? Um, I think that the Warriors would be willing to part with one of those players if it meant getting a bona fide all-star guy back who makes sense for this roster. Now, this is me telling you what I believe based on reporting that I've done educated guesses, reading tea leaves, talking to people, not what I would do, not what I would do necessarily. Um, I'm just telling you that there is a huge motivation from this Warriors team to hang on to at least James Wiseman or Jonathan Kamiga. They want a guy to basically take the baton from Steph, right? They want one guy who could do that, and they don't anticipate picking the lottery again anytime soon. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, I think that they would only part with one of them. Now, which one would it be? I don't know. I think before pre the before the summer league started, I would have told you I think they hold on to Wiseman and then they trade Kaminga. They love Wiseman internally. They still love James Wiseman, uh, and they love his upside. Uh, but based on how uh, Kaminga has looked in summer league, he has shown that star potential. Now I don't know what they would do. I think if they had to pick, this is just me guessing, not reporting on this one. I think they would 
choose to hang on to Kaminga and let Wiseman go if it meant getting an all, a bona fide all-star back in return. Uh, the only way that they move both of them, again, is it's got to be like Damian Lillard. It's got to be like Bradley Beal. And honestly, I'm not even sure they do it at that point. Um, all right. Kent Bazemore Stan writes in. <laughs> that's working out well. Uh, who will start in place for Clay Thompson? So the, Clay Thompson, not likely to start at the beginning of the season, not likely to be available. The Warriors have come out and said this publicly. Bob Myers has said, hey, I don't anticipate Clay being around uh, at the beginning of the year. Doesn't say doesn't mean that he can't, but they're just not preparing as if he's going to be ready to start or to play by the start of the season. So with that in mind, who will start in place for Clay Thompson? Um, there has been stuff out there about Jordan Poole maybe being the favorite. Steve, the way Steve Kerr does things, I could see him just being like next man up. You know, Jordan Poole is the best guy coming off the bench. Just put him in the starting lineup. Um, I could see that being the logic from Steve Kerr. That's that that tends to be the way he plays it. I would go in a different direction. I would probably go with Damian Lee starting there only because I think there's something to be said uh, about maintaining the integrity of your rotation. And what do I mean by that? I mean, okay, if Clay Thompson's not going to be ready for the start of the year, you're already dealing with some turbulence in your rotation because you're going to expect Clay to come back, absorb a lot of minutes right away, have to knock off some rust, all these things. I think you would be better off making that the only point of uh, friction in that start in that rotation. And that rather than putting Jordan Poole as your starting two guard, who, yeah, he gives you all the ball handling stuff, the shooting, I get it, all that stuff, I get it. But rather than have to then move Jordan Poole back to the second unit where he's going to basically anchor that second unit, right, as that sixth man, as maybe the backup point guard, uh, as opposed to having to do that, and now you've got a whole domino effect of that starting. And now, okay, the second unit has to get used to a whole new way of playing together because you've got new personnel there. The starting unit has to get used to playing around Clay and all this stuff. Rather than just do all of that and deal with that domino effect, just put Damian Lee in there. Let him play like a poor man's Clay Thompson type of role and maintain that second unit that gave you so many problems last year, right? Just let Jordan Poole sink his teeth into that six-man spot, into that backup point guard spot behind Steph. Because, by the way, if you start Jordan Poole and Steph Curry in that backcourt, then who's your backup point guard? I mean, maybe it's Andre Iguodala at that point, but we, he's 37 years old. Good luck on relying on him every night. Uh, so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go with Jordan Poole. I wouldn't go with Jordan Poole. And I don't think that that's a guarantee that that's going to happen. I think that's something they sort out in training camp and in preseason and things like that. Um, I would start Damian Lee. That way, you're not asking too much of a rookie like Moses Moody, who positionally makes sense to start there. But I just I don't think you want to start a rookie on opening night. We saw that one with Wiseman last year. Um, obviously, you're not starting Kaminga at two guard. You got I don't think Otto Porter at this point is a two guard. You can't rely on him to guard that position. He's going to be guarding fours and some threes mostly. Uh, so I would go with Damian Lee. I think he's really the only option there. Um, just because it's easy and you're able to maintain some of the integrity of the rest of the rotation and maybe even get out of the gates rolling a little bit. Um, all right. Next question. Um, actually, no, let's take a quick break here. Uh, and then next we'll talk about what the Warriors ceiling is for next season here on Locked on Warriors. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors? There's something for everybody when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. 
They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. And my favorite flavor, if you're asking, um, it's any of the fruit ones. Any of the fruit ones. It's covered. Fruit covered in chocolate is a winning formula. Don't reinvent the wheel, people. Doesn't You don't have to get crazy here. Um, the raspberry one is a go-to for me. So is the orange. Uh, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you're going to get two each of nine flavors so you could pick your favorites not only are built bar flavors the best tasting they're also healthy too check out the macros 17 to 18 grams of protein calories from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar only four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy and if you order today you get the grass hopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team that's pretty cool uh, go to built.com. Use that promo code locked on, or I'm sorry, locked 15. That's the promo code locked 15, and you'll get 15% off on your order. Again, use that promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's also talk about Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket sized guy that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Do you need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you could do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being, why wouldn't you do it? All that stuff sounds great. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace, Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. People, I am telling you this stuff works. I have downloaded the Headspace app. I've used our promo code. Uh, I use it five times a week, Monday to Friday. I use it every day. I'm telling you, it's life-changing. I wake up, I do 10 minutes, and I just feel so much more focused and lasered in, locked in for the rest of my day. It is worth the time. It is worth downloading Downloading the app. You deserve to feel happier. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. All right, continuing along with our mailbag. By the way, people, if you have not already subscribed to Locked On Warriors on YouTube, I don't know what you're waiting for. Hit that subscribe button right now uh, to make sure that you're getting great Warriors content throughout the offseason. And of course, when the regular season begins, Monday through Friday, we're giving you Warriors stuff. No other podcast, no other YouTube show is doing that. Um, all right. OS28 writes in, what's the ceiling for the dubs this year as constructed? Okay, so when you hear, when I, when I read ceiling, I take that very literally, as in, what is the absolute best if everything breaks right and even maybe better than right, uh, better than expected? What is the highest that they could get to in the Western Conference, seeding-wise? And that's what I'm going to talk about is seeds. I'm not going to start breaking down future hypothetical playoff match. I just... I'll tell you what seed the Warriors can be. And I think they could be a top three seed in the West. I think that is their ceiling. 
I am not expecting that. But look, Utah and Phoenix finished one and two last year. They have not gotten worse. Um, they basically returned their teams. I expect them to be one and two again, right? They they're coming back the same. Okay. Uh, and even if you think of, there's a drop off uh, from Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre, and those guys are all going to get better. Utah is just like this regular season juggernaut. They're made for the regular season. Now, obviously they have issues in the playoffs, but as far as regular season seeding is concerned and win loss records, they're built for that, right? Utah's built for that. They've shown that every single year. Uh, but then you look at other teams like Denver. They're not going to have Jamal Murray. The Clippers. Look, I'm still not sold on the Clippers, okay? And I don't know when Kawhi's coming back. Um, you know, you look at the Lakers and all the changes they made. I don't know if they're winners or losers of this offseason. I, I have no idea what to make of what the Lakers did with that reshaped roster. And we have to still see if LeBron and Anthony Davis can stay healthy for the full year. Uh, I think the Warriors are sort of right in that mix. You've got Portland. They didn't do anything all, se- all, all offseason. They didn't get better. You have another teams like Dallas, Memphis, New Orleans, all who can conceivably get better with their young stars. But I don't think that any of them are elevating that high in the Western Conference. So I think the Warriors are right there in the mix with teams like Denver, the Clippers, the Lakers. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, but I think they're in that mix. And if everything breaks right, I think they could be in the top three. Now, what does breaking right mean? It means that James Wise, well, first of all, Clay Thompson comes back healthy, looking like what he did in 2019. James Wiseman returns and plays a role for you, uh, probably off the bench. Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody give you something right away. And then more importantly, everybody stays healthy, but Otto Porter and uh, Nemanja Bializia, that those guys stay healthy because they've not shown that ability to stay healthy over the last few years, either of them. So those are my big question marks, right? Is whether those guys could give you, you know, consistent rotation minutes every night and and stay off the injury report. I don't know that they can. They haven't shown that they can. They say they're healthy. Of course they do. Um, but we'll see. That's everything breaking right. And then obviously Seth playing at a MVP level again and Draymond Green playing at a defensive player of the year level again and giving you something on offense. If all that stuff goes right, I think the Warriors could be a top three team in the West and that makes them a title contender. So I think that's their ceiling. Not what I'm expecting. But I take that word ceiling very literally. Uh, Ryan writes in, how big of a role do you think Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody will have? I actually think Moody might have a bigger role right away, maybe even more of a consistent role right away. You see what he's doing in summer league right now. That's gonna His game, the way he's playing, and he's been playing awesome. I think Kaminga gets all the highlights, but you look at Moody's averages. He's, he's been one of the best five or six players in summer league. Okay, He's been awesome. Not just like for the Warriors, five or six players in summer league of all 30 teams. He's been awesome. Uh, I think that role that he plays is going to translate a lot easier to what he's going to do at the NBA level. Doesn't need the ball, runs the floor, can defend relatively well. Uh, still needs to clean some things up on both ends. Obviously, he's a rookie. He's 19. But um, I think he'll play a, a regular role uh, quite often. And with Kaminga... I think he might see some time in the G League. I think he's going to see a lot more time with the Warriors than I think people think. Stuff out there about, hey, he'll be the Alan Smiley Geach. He'll go down to Santa Cruz, all that stuff. No, that's that's not going to happen. Uh, I don't even know how much he's going to learn playing in the G League. You want him to figure out how to play next to Steph and Clay and Draymond. You don't want him being the man in Santa Cruz and then having to completely reshape his game every time he gets called up to Golden State. I think he'd be better off playing most of the season with the Warriors I don't think that they can rely on him the way that they relied on James Wiseman last year. I'm hoping that they learn from that experience. But if you can give him 10 minutes a night where he comes off the bench, I think that's fine. And he's just setting screens, rolling hard, trying to hit open shots, 
playing defense, playing defending multiple positions, um, and just learning the ropes, and then basically being a garbage time king. I could see that being the role for Kaminga. Uh, CZ writes in, how good do you think Jordan Poole can be next season? I think that there's another leap coming for Jordan Poole. I do. I think what we saw at the end of last year is going to carry into this year. I think that's mu very much the player that Jordan Poole is. And now that he's got guys like Steph and Clay and Draymond there, uh, that Andre Godala is coming back. I think Godala is going to do wonders for Jordan Poole. They kind of carry themselves with a similar swagger. I think Jordan Poole is going to take the Iggy right away. And that Iguodala is going to be able to teach him, hey, you know, you're not the biggest guy, but, um, you know, the, here's how you can use your timing and your quick hands on defense to maybe give you a leg up on that end. And by the way, Jordan Poole, I saw him at, in Vegas. He was with the team uh, working out uh, while the Summer League team was working out. And that dude looks big. He's probably gained like 10 pounds of muscle. I mean, he's looking like yoked, this dude is. So that's going to help him defensively and offensively. I think he's going to get to the line a little bit more. We've seen the ability for him to get to the rim. If he can play a little bit more physically, get to the line, that's going to be easy buckets, easy more, uh, a lot more easy points for Jordan Poole uh, going forward. So, yeah, I think there's probably another leap for Jordan Poole coming forward. But everybody knows that listens to this. I'm a Jordan Poole guy. I like him. Um, anyway, that'll do it for us today. Thanks to everybody for listening and to subscribing. Again, uh, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, hit that subscribe button right now to get content every single day on the Warriors uh, going forward, it's probably going to be three times a week, but we'll get you content when you need it. Um, and of course, we're a Daily Warriors podcast going into the regular season, the only one that's around. So make sure you are locked in for that. You can find me on Twitter at WC Goldberg. You can email me questions to wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Um, all right, that'll do it for us today. We'll see you next time.